0: You're listening to a Sharesies
1: podcast. kato. It's Wednesday, the sixth of April. This is a recap brought to you by Sharesies.
0: Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone.
1: Here is the disclaimer.
0: Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with.
1: Any information we provide is general only and current at the time.
0: If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider.
1: G'day there, Crystal. Kia ora, how you going? I'm doing really well. Thanks for coming on Recap. It's Wednesday, so... So I'm here. Yeah. It means that Crystal, yeah. she's his social media manager, is here to help us out on Recap. And it's always a pleasure, Crystal. Thank you so much for coming on. I have, I've actually got to, I'm going to start with a confession today, just so everybody knows that so that everyone's comfortable and the air is cleared. After two years of working from home, this is the first day where I've allowed myself to wear easy stretch pajama pants. Instead of wow. actual trousers or shorts, yeah, yeah, that,
0: that's a big confession. Big, it is, that, yeah. How did you feel?
1: Really good, really good. I mean, I've changed <laughs> out of them. I'm in proper, you know, work clothes now, but I, you know, I was just pajama top, uh, pajama, pajama bottoms, but you know, smart casual top. Uh, wow. Up front yeah.
0: I feel honoured that you got changed for this. You know, uh, you could have just rocked it. It just didn't feel
1: right. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I, I've got to say, like, I can't bring myself to do it because I just feel like I won't get mentally in the work game, you know? Like, I need my head to kind of be in the game. And when I'm in my pajamas, I just don't feel like that.
1: Right. So, you don't, you don't, you don't, you haven't let yourself slide, so to speak.
0: <laughs> no, but hey, good, good. It, it could happen still, you know? There's still time.
1: Anything could happen. Don't, don't, um, don't uh, knock it out of contention, I reckon. Let's get going, Crystal. Quite a bit to talk about today.
0: So let's start off with uh, Air New Zealand's rights offer, which officially opened today.
1: Yes, absolutely. And as always, we are obliged to let you know that Sharesies will be paid a fee from Air New Zealand for distributing this offer to our investors. Now, we will be talking about this rights offer a lot on Recap, but I think that's warranted considering the profile of Air New Zealand and the size of the capital raise. A rights offer is just one of the many options open to a listed company when they need to raise more capital. So in the case of Air New Zealand, the company's been taking on a lot of debt because of the pandemic. That's including $850 million it owes to the government. And this rights offer is part of Air New Zealand's plan to pay that back and help with the company's recovery.
0: And it's quite an unusual offer, right? As in, they're usually structured quite differently to this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So the way this offer is formatted is that the eligible shareholders that held shares at 7pm last night will receive one right for each share they own. Now, in this case, one right can be used to purchase two new shares at a discounted price of 53 cents per share. That's for investors that hold Air New Zealand shares on the New Zealand Stock Exchange. And you're right, previous rights offers have been formatted differently, and that's why there was some confusion on the exchange earlier this week. But it's it's totally kosher, it's just a different way of going about it.
0: So if I held one Air New Zealand share before last night, I now have a right to buy two shares at 53 cents each. So each right I use or exercise, I pay a total of $1.06.
1: That's right. And again, that's, that's if you buy them on the New Zealand Stock Exchange. But you don't have to exercise those rights if you don't want to. There's a couple of other things you could do. You could sell those rights, for example... Uh, You could apply to buy more shares through what's called a short-fall book build, or you could even do nothing. Uh, But it's important to know that any rights that aren't exercised before the 1st of May or sold before the 26th of April will be sold in that book build to other investors. Uh, Investors whose rights are sold in that book build may or may not receive some value for them.
0: And if you've been allocated rights for your New Zealand shares, they should have uh, uh, appeared in your Sharesies portfolio today, um, but there's still some time to decide what to do, right?
1: Yeah, totally. The period in which you can sell or buy rights ends on the 26th of April, and you have up to the 1st of May to exercise those rights, if that's what you want to do.
0: Needs some careful thought, and um, we've actually got a dedicated section uh, to explaining this offer on the Shazzy's website. There is a bunch of links to important documents, documents, Information for you to read, so that you can be really well informed.
1: Yeah, and on Friday at quarter past twelve, Sharesies will be hosting a live interview with the Air New Zealand CEO Greg Forin where he'll talk about what the company is hoping to achieve with the capital raise. I uh, will also put some of the most common questions that Sharesies investors are asking to Greg. There will be links galore, believe me, to all of these things in the episode description. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks, Jose. Uh, So you've also got an update on Crown Casinos over in Australia. What's been happening there?
1: Yeah, we've been following this uh, story since last year where an inquiry has been underway looking at a number of allegations involving money laundering and uh, multiple failures failures to mitigate problem gambling. The company has informed the Australian uh, Stock Exchange today that it's cooperating with regulators in Victoria as the possibility of a vastly increased fine rears its head.
0: Yeah, and there's quite a bit to this story, but I believe one branch of the investigation involves the alleged free flow of money from China through their casinos, is that right?
1: Yes, the Victorian Royal Commission has been looking into the way Crown runs its operations, and last year they said Crown had been allowing Chinese high rollers to move more than $160 Australian million by linking payments from Chinese credit cards to the reception of Crown's South Bank Hotel. Uh, Essentially, they were just shanking around anti-money laundering rules and China's currency laws.
0: Star Casinos, which is a rival operator, has been accused of doing the same thing, right?
1: Yeah, very much so, and we've covered that story as well. So there's been a lot of activity around gambling in Australia, and on Tuesday the gambling regulator in Victoria was warning that there might be further disciplinary proceedings. And this comes as it had its legislative powers beefed up. That includes an increase in the maximum fine it could hand out from $1 million to $100 million dollars.
0: But that money laundering charge that's not the only thing crown is possibly on the hook for so it's possible the company could be looking at a hefty series of fines
1: yeah totally and the regulator said as much on tuesday pointing out that there's a series of disciplinary actions lined up and that brings us to today where crown told the asx that it was fully cooperating with the victorian regulators and all matters arising from the Royal Commission report. It pointed out as well that it had stopped using that credit card scheme in 2016, and indeed it had self-reported that to the authorities.
0: And finally, what effect has this all had on the buyout deal from Blackstone?
1: Oh yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Crown is also facing uh, similar charges from the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, now, commentary I've read today seems to suggest that, in theory, this doesn't put that $8.9 billion takeover deal in jeopardy. It just depends on if and how big a fine is handed out when hearings for the case happen in June. Uh, apparently, anything over $750 million in penalties could hand Blackstone an exit clause. We'll just, have just ha- we'll just have to wait and see, but as every gambler knows, the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away and knowing what to keep
0: now for the next story i feel like i've got a bit of deja vu as i was on recap last wednesday talking about elon musk and here i am again on a wednesday <laughs> with a story about elon musk
1: oh yes he's been in the news a fair bit lately uh, we were also talking about him yesterday and how he was buying up a chug of twitter
0: Yeah, well, my story today is a bit of a follow-up on that. Turns out Elon Musk is now joining the Twitter board. Uh, Musk has said he's looking forward to working with the board to make significant improvements to the platform. Twitter CEO Parag Agarwal said in a tweet that Musk will bring bring great value to the board as he is both a passionate believer and an intense critic of the service.
1: Now, I hear that one of these improvements is something you're pretty passionate about, the so-called edit button. Uh, didn't they tweet about that on April Fool's?
0: Yeah, they did. And I retweeted it saying this is just cruel. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> on April Fool's Day, Twitter tweeted a message through its official account saying it was working on an edit button. When the company was asked if it was a joke, it said, we cannot confirm or deny, but we may edit our statement later. Now, this might be a bit sad to admit, but I've been on Twitter for 14 years now. Like they sent me an anniversary tweet not long ago. Oh, that's nice. um, But pretty much for those whole 14 years, you know, I've been wanting an edit button as just so many others. Uh, It's always your most important tweets, your far reaching ones or ones that stuff pull to use in their articles uh, (laughs) that you seem to get mistakes in. And it's just embarrassing. So while an edit button would allow Twitter users to fix grammatical errors, there is also concern that it would enable them to edit the meaning of a tweet, um, which could be problematic, you know, if the tweet had gone viral and had millions of impressions. However, Meta, Facebook, did bring in an edit function many years ago and included a feature where you can see that there's been an edit and there's a bit of an activity log on it. Mm. Um, On Monday US time, Musk decided to run uh, run a poll asking Twitter users if they wanted an edit button to be added to the platform. Over 4 million people voted and the results were 73.6% for yes and 26.4% for no.
1: Seems pretty cut and dried. So what was the reaction from the market and commentators around this news?
0: So, Susanna Streeter, senior analyst at Hargraves Lansdowne, said news that he is taking a board position will lead to expectations that he wants and will have greater involvement in decision-making at the social network. She says this may lead to some nervousness about Mr. Musk getting too much influence about the way Twitter is run with a view to bolstering his own personal brand and that of his companies. However, Twitter shares actually closed up about 2% on Tuesday after this news.
1: Great. Thank you very much, Crystal. And that brings us to the end of the show for the 6th of April. Thank you so much for listening.
0: We'd love you to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Our email is recap at shazies.co.nz and you can also leave a voice message. There's a link in the episode description.
1: Uh, along with all the information about the Air New Zealand uh, capital raise. Please join us on Friday for another recap. Matiwa, See you then.
0: Bye.